The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed in the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. The horses are at the gate. And they're off. Welcome to Winning Ponies with Ed Meyer. With the weekend coming up, this is the spot to be for news, handicapping, and spotlights featuring the winners behind horse racing today. Now, here's your host, Ed Meyer. And good evening and welcome to Winning Ponies. I'm Ed Meyer. Thank you for tuning in each and every Thursday, 8 p.m. Eastern. by Pacific, join us as we talk about the sport of kings. Kicking it off tonight, the man is controlling the board, putting the shoe on Travis. He's got a big show tonight. He's a punk rocker. He's a bluegrass man. He's the man who puts a show on for us. Travis, good luck tonight. Have a great show. Back to winning ponies, jazz. And I say jazz because it's nothing but sweet music. Weekly update of the winning ponies exotics continue to grow and have reached a benchmark. Maybe that's not the right word. How about just a weekly benchmark of $9.6 million and growing. Total keeps growing. Loving it. It is never too late to get on board for you, so be sure to check out the site and see what it has to offer. Winningponies.com, very easy to use. Testimonials, they keep rolling in. All that you have to do is drop us a line and let us know how you are doing. And for your efforts, you're going to receive a great-looking ball cap. I always have one on. And we'd love to hear from you, and you will be styling. All you need to do is drop us a line, let us know what you like, how you're doing. Let us know about your big winners. What's happening tonight? We're going to have a recap of last week's races. We're going to do a little bit of testimonial talk. How you been doing on your big ones? And I'm talking the big ones that you supposedly cashed with winning ponies this past week. Hopefully you did. News and stories from around the world of racing. This week's special guest, as we always have one each and every week, is Racing Secretary of Keeneland. Mr. Ben Huffman, a man of racing indeed, and a very nice guy. And then we finish off with final furlong handicapping with yours truly. Let me recap real quickly what happened last week to kind of get you in the mood, get you all set for this week. Belmont Park, October 10th to Jamaica, grade one a mile and eighth on the inner turf. Take the points, Edgar Prado scores by a head, dug in and prevailed paying 740 for Mr. Todd Pletcher. TP didn't do too bad on this day. Race number eight, Belmont Park, the Frisette, grade one, a mile on the dirt, 400000 up for grabs. Devil may care, Johnny Velasquez in the irons, wins by a head again. Stumbled at the break and still prevails, paying 1284 Yep, Todd Pletcher again. Todd had a nice little weekend. Still at Belmont, Champagne Stakes, grade one, a mile on the dirt, 400000 up for grabs. Home boy, Chris Edgar Prado. Wins by a length and a half. Three wide moving. Drew Clearpain, 13-20 for Dick Detro. This guy can flat out train. He can get it done. The Jerome handicap grade two at Belmont Park. Mile in the dirt. 150 up for grab. 150,000 it is. Girolamo, Alan Garcia. The overwhelming favorite paying 360 to win by a length and a quarter. 
Awkward break and still draws clear for our Saeed Bensour. Seems like it wouldn't be a week without Saeed uh, scoring one in there. And then we go to Keeneland. Race number five, the Woodford grade three. Five and a half on the weeds. Winner is the seven silver timbers. Julian Peru in the irons, winning by a length and a quarter. Being 580 to win for Chad Brown. Julian loves Keeneland. Been kind of nasty here as of lately, though. Weather that is. Races are still red hot. Keeneland, race number six, the Thoroughbred Club of America, the grade two, six on the all weather. It's always fast on the poly track. Winner is the eight informed decision, Julian Le Peru. I think we just said his name before. Wins by three quarters of a length. Altered course at the 316th and still scores to pay 340 for Jonathan Shepard. Keeneland still the first lady stakes, grade one, a mile on the turf. Diamondrella, Raji Marat, who's doing very, very well at Keeneland. Wins by three parts of a length, four wide on the second turn, paying 720 for Angel Penna. Still at Keeneland, the Dixiana Breeders for Charity, grade one. And I'm saying this because it was one hell of a weekend to play, and Keeneland was only one of the places. Winner of the Dixiana Breeders for Charity was the success Noble's Promise, Willie Martinez. Back in action and back in the winner's circle wins by a half. Four wide move and lasted paying 27.80 for Kenny McPeak, who's on red fire. Kenny McPeak, go back in the podcast. He was a guest here on Winning Ponies. Keeneland, the Shadwell Turf Mile, grade one. Mile on the turf, 600,000 for grass. Court Vision reports to the winner's circle with Robbie Alvarado. Wins by a dirty nose. Five wide run. He drove down the lane for Richard Dutro. Meaning business. The other track that had a lot of big races, indeed, that are going to have a lot of impact on the Breeders' Cup at Santa Anita. That's the Yellow Ribbon Stakes Grade 1, a mile and a quarter on the turf, 300,000. Magical Fantasy and Alex Solis wins by half a length, four wide in the stretch, and held in between for Patty Gallagher. And then we go on to the Oak Tree Mile. Mile on the turf, 150,000. Cowboy Cow, what a race this was. Gary Gomez wins by... Three parts of a length. Drifted out late and still held on to pay 524. Yep, Todd Pletcher. That's three biggies for Todd Pletcher. Then we have the Goodwood Stakes, a grade one, a mile and an eighth on the all weather. Gitano Hernando, Kieran Fallon got down and dirty down the lane, wins by a neck, three wide into the stretch, game in between, paying $38 for Marco Batti. Kieran Fallon back and ready to roll. Maybe this is a sign of things to come as the Europeans dominated last year the Breeders' Cup and love Santa Anita. Then we finish up at Santa Anita, Ladies' Secret of Grade 1, a mile and a 16th on the all-weather track. A uh, little mare by the name of Zenyatta wins by a length and a quarter. Four-wide bid, led, ridden, out, paying $2.80 to win. Mike Smith between the ears for John Sheriffs. What a race indeed. This gal loves California. She loves the synthetic ovals. And I think she might be coming into her own. We're going to talk about her a little bit later. I think you're going to enjoy that part. But I, you know what? Can't get off of her. I just love her too daggone much. She's the real deal. Would pay big money to see her hook up with Rachel, wouldn't you? Talking about the sheets, they are easy to use. That's the winning ponies data, that is. Updated tote board, just like being at the track. All tracks are covered. You'll be charged for only the races left. Say, say if you come in, it's race number four, and 
what you're charged for is called winning credits. You get winning credits, you purchase them, they go into your account. X amount of winning credits, depending on how many races, say, I only want to catch the last two or three. We're not going to charge you for the entire card. Only 75 cents per winning credit. And it goes right out of your your fund that you've already charged up. You're not going to have to pay for the entire sheet. Only the winning credits that you use. Now, that's pretty sweet. Because a lot of sheets, they charge the same price with one race to go as they do two hours before post. The ability to change up the tabs, I always tell you about this for track conditions. Icons are easy to use. Moving up in class, three-year-olds, first-time Lasix, always like to be reminded. Full expanded PPs, just like the form or your program. Speed ratings for this race and the last three races, I like that. I do like that a lot. Turf rating, I really like that because the turf ratings are super, 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 super solid. And then we come down to our testimonials. Testimonials are a whole lot of fun because we get to hear from you. Not only do you get to hear from us, we get to hear from you. And a couple I'd like to make mention of here is Ryan A. from Lexington, Kentucky. October 14th, new customer nails two trifectas at Keeneland for over three grand. Quoting Ryan A., he learned that handicapping is very difficult and time-consuming over the last 10 years. He likes to find handicappers that will win here or there or just pick them now. That's what he was doing until he found us on Monday. And second day into the picks, hit a $2,700 try, race six at Keeneland, where winning ponies has been on fire, on fire at Keeneland. Thanks to Ryan A., he's going to be using the picks in the future. Ryan, hey, you got yourself a good-looking lid coming your way. How about our man Scott B. from Lansing, Illinois? Saturday, October 10th, misses out on her $1,421 Superfecta at Hawthorne, Sweet Home, Chicago. Signed up for the service that morning at 810 with an eye toward placing some bets at Hawthorne just outside of Chicago. Actually used to be Hawthorne and Sportsman's Park back-to-back, but now it's just Hawthorne, and trust me, that's plenty enough in Cicero, Illinois. At 10, 11 a.m., two hours before post, of course, his website stated the track was muddy turf off. I noted your selections accordingly. To make a long story short, he got to as close as OTB just before 2 p.m. The track conditions had changed it fast with a soft turf. He was still wagering like he had him because that's what he had to go on. I'm going to tell you what. This guy has got... He's got to learn to use that easy tab that I love, that I actually love and I talk about all the time. Scott B., I think we are going to be hearing from you in the future as one of the big winners. And talking about the big winners, I'm going to talk real quickly about some recent biggins. Oak Tree, October 12th, in a place pick off $15,026.40. Woodbine, October 9th, and race 10, a Superfecta, $14,929.70. Hoosier Park, race 8, 12,965.80. Pretty good shooting if you see they're, they're not tied down to one track. Laurel, October 8th. Superfecta key, 12,411.80. Zia Park, 11,489.40 for a Superfecta. Real nice. Biggins indeed. Very nice indeed. You know, I got to tell you, we're getting really close to Breeders' Cup. And we're starting to get that itch. What I would suggest to you is this. One, I would start reading a couple of things online. One would be Equidaily. Equidaily takes the best stories, blogs, everything out there, and puts it all into one location. 
The other is the Pollock Report. Try these two and drop me a line. Drop Winning Ponies a line and tell me what you, as far as information of what's going on. It's kind of like the magazine rack at the, at the grocery store when you're there because it's got everything that you're going to want to need to know. And speaking about needing to know, we got a guy on hold who's one of the nice guys in racing because we have nothing but good people on Winning Ponies. And Winning Ponies is honored and pleased to have him on. We're going to be queuing him up here very, very shortly, one Mr. Ben Huffman. And if you listen to what this gent has, I think you may learn a little bit about the beauty of Lexington, Kentucky, in the fall and the spring, and everything it has to offer there. whole lot going on down in Lexington, Kentucky. Great article written in The Blood Horse by Tom Lamara. It said, somewhere along the line, Keeneland got cool. Really liked it. Cool article. Really, really good. Keeneland, you know, they were, they were the tried and the true, and they, they really weren't big in the change, progressive moves. Now they are leading the pack. Voted number one track in America by the Horse Players Association in North America, Hannah. I think it's really neat. And plus, it's really close to me. So you know what that is? Woo-hoo. Good for me. Gotta love it. All right, it's time to head to our first break. When we return, Winning Ponies is pleased to have on in our second segment, Mr. Ben Huffman, but you're only going to hear it if you stay tuned for more Winning Ponies. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Imagine a family that was almost fed by neighbors who almost volunteered to help them out. Almost volunteered to give them their first hot meal in weeks. Almost volunteered. But as anyone knows, when it comes to giving, almost doesn't count. Don't almost give. Give. Give of your time, your money, your kindness. To find out how, visit our website at don'talmostgive.org. This message brought to you by the Ad Council. Hi, Jessica. Hi, Mrs. Johnson. Is Megan there? Sure. Follow me. The kids are in the kitchen making sandwiches. <laughs> hey, Julie. Hi, Jessica. Hi, Megan. Hey, Megan. Yeah? You're a total freak. God, you're ugly. And dumb. Oh, and your makeup makes you look like a tramp. Oh, my God. Tommy Morris told me you guys made out. Everybody knows. The whole school knows. He said your breath smelled like garbage, and he almost puked. He says you're the most desperate girl he knows. And that dress is totally hideous. You look like a big, fat clown. Disgusting. Oh, and by the way, nice zit. If you wouldn't say it in person, why say it online? Delete cyberbullying. Don't write it. Don't forward it. For more information, visit ncpc.org. A message from the U.S. Department of Justice, Crime Prevention Coalition of America, National Crime Prevention Council, and the Ad Council. And they're off! What? Can't make it to the track? You can still get all the action with winningponies.com, the home of Horstradamus, handicapper extraordinaire with the most accurate predictions on thoroughbreds, quarters, and Arabian horses at most American and Canadian tracks. Whether it be the Triple Crown, Breeders' Cup, Travers, Haskell, or your daily races, don't worry. Let winningponies.com make some money for you.
From high school to the pros, we, we cover everything. Let your voice be heard. Voice America Sports. tuned in to Winning Ponies with your host, Ed Meyer. Got a tip for us? Need a tip from us? If you want to talk with Ed or his guests, phone lines are now open toll-free at 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or you can send an email to ed at winningponies.com. Now back to Winning Ponies with Ed Meyer. Welcome back once again to Winning Ponies. I'm Ed Meyer. And thank you for taking your time to join us each and every week on Thursday, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 Pacific. Depending on which side of the coast you live on, this is our second segment. And each and every week, Winning Ponies is honored and pleased to have on a special guest. And this week is unlike any other, as we have as our special guest, the Racing Secretary of Keeneland, Mr. Ben Hoffman. Ben, how are you this evening? I'm very well, Ed. Thank you very much. Well, thanks for taking your time. I know you had a busy day. I was watching Keeneland all day long. So, I mean, you can't call up River Downs and tell on me. Well, you know, I guess it's allowed when you work at a racetrack, isn't it? Absolutely. You've got all those television monitors. You probably made a wager or two, too, I would guess. Uh, yeah, I did. <laughs> About three of them. And a couple bombs came in today. It looked like Mother Nature was not complying. But, you know, Ben, before we get into learning a little bit about you, about Lexington, Kentucky, there's there's no more of a beautiful place as far as racetracks go than beautiful Keeneland. No, Ed, you're right about that. I've worked there uh, seasonally for about, I don't know, since 92 or 93, and it's just if you've never been to Keeneland, whether you like horse racing or not, it's just one of those, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a landmark. You just need to go. You need to see it, the pageantry, the beauty, the trees, the flowers. It's like, the, it's like uh, I've never been to Augusta golf course, but, you know, I've heard a lot of people compare it, you know, there are similarities just with the, the pageantry and the beauty, but it, it really is a great place. You know, I, I was just kind of gabbling on before. I said, you know, Keeneland right now is one of the progressive leaders. If you turn back the clock about 20 years ago, Keeneland was tried and true, I believe, eight races, one daily double, and uh, you, there was no announcer. Oh, and now I was going to say, and no announcer. <laughs> it made it a little tough. Especially the, only, the only time you really knew it, especially the crowd would just go wild when, the, when you could hear the gates spring open from, from the other side of the, uh, the track. But now Keeneland is leading the forefront of exactly what a, a racetrack supposed to do. Actually, they were, just, uh, they were just awarded the simulcast award in the nation. That's right. I just read about that, but uh, like you said, I don't know. It, it Keeneland, they were very traditional, and uh, they did a lot of things. They they took pride in how they uh, they did things in the past, and they were slow to change. But uh, once they started making change and listening to the fans, you know, they did get progressive, and uh, it does seem like they're way in front right now. They're a whole lot of fun, and my good friend Jim Goodman, actually, uh, it goes by James, as I see in the uh, in, in the in the rags, which which I'm very happy to see he's using his uh, his proper name. But Jim Goodman, one of the nicest guys in racing, he's one of the do all guys. He doesn't have enough heads to carry all the hats he actually wears. Actually, accepted uh, accepted the award, and because he does quite a bit of the work, and Jim. 
you'll, you'll find him doing just about anything and everything at Keeneland. There are so many wonderful people there. When you actually walk in, last year there was a story, and, and I allude to this, Ben, uh, that Nick Nicholson, your president, he noticed that there was a line outside. It was a beautiful, gorgeous day. And he says, open the gates and let them in. He wasn't worried about the couple bucks. He wanted the people in. He didn't want to, he didn't want to inconvenience anyone. That's exactly right. And uh, it's just, I don't know, it seems like, it, it just seems like Keeneland each and every year, I don't know, our, <clears throat> pardon me, our, our crowd, especially when the weather is nice, just seem to be growing and growing and you know, I don't, Ed, I know, I'm sure you've been there, and when there's 30-plus uh, thousand there at Keeneland, I mean, it does get a little tight, but the atmosphere is unreal. And, you know, a $10,000 claiming race, when those horses are galloping back of a, like a race like that, you know, the, even on a Wednesday or Thursday, the crowd is, is applauding the winning horses, horse and the other horses coming back. And, you know, you just don't see that every day at other racetracks, and, and it really is something. The respect the fans have for the for the track and the horses there at Keeneland. You really don't, and and that is one of the special things. Win or lose, they applaud everyone as they're coming back. It is one of the most beautiful turf courses I've ever seen, and I've been to quite a few tra- uh, uh, tracks around the nation. Uh, the the turf course is par excellent. I mean, it's just beautiful. As Ben was saying, a claiming ten thousand dollar race down there draws a whole lot of attention. Of course, they've been on the the, uh, the bevy of Grade One and all the uh, stars, and they've just had the Fall Stars there this past weekend. But I'm going to let Ben tell us a little bit more about that instead of me gabbling on. Ben, you come from a racing family, son of a trainer. Tell us how Ben Huffman got into the great sport of racing. Well, um, wow. It really, I was just I was born into it. And uh, like you said a moment ago, uh, my father was a trainer. My uncle's a trainer. Uh, I have two brothers that are trainers, one currently. Uh, the, my oldest brother used to. But I've just been around uh, my family and, and farms and the racetrack and training centers my whole life. And um, I've seen most every aspect of, of the racetrack. And, you know, I worked for my dad as a groom and an assistant trainer and van driver uh, back when I, when I wasn't going to school. So that was, uh, that was really fun growing up in that, in that part of it. And, and then so, I, somehow, I don't even remember how, but I, I think I, I, I took a job in a racing office at Ellis Park. My dad, my dad actually, I do recall, my dad thought, you know what, you ought to work in a racing office for a meet or two just to see what the other side's like and learn that aspect of it because we all thought at the time that I was going to be a trainer, but he wanted me to learn a little more about the business. And I, tried, I was able to get the job at Ellis Park, but that led to a job at Turfway, then a job at Keeneland, and then a job at Churchill Downs. And actually, I never went back to the backside. I just stayed, I stayed in the office as a racing official and uh, – I was, I've been pretty lucky to get some pretty good jobs over the years. That's a fact. I think you were pretty lucky with the advice of your father, Blackie Huffman, for so many years who watched him ply his trade. His, uh, his charges were as honest as the day is long, and every time he sent one to the paddock, you could always count, uh, first or last, that they gave it their all. Oh, that's right. He was a good trainer, and uh, he, he placed his horses well. And when, when he brought one over, they were ready, they, whether it was a claiming race or a or a grade three stake, or a grade two stake, or an allowance race. Uh, his horses were always they were they were ready. 
not just saying this, and uh, I, I have a few trainers that I actually put the pen and I circle their name just if they're in the race. Even if they've got a, a three-legged billy goat, I'll put a circle around their name of who that. And I used to do your father, especially at Turfway Park, because he would go up there and uh, and I would say kindly torture them because he would uh, pick his spots and kind of ease right in there. And and that's when you'd see these nice forty-two-dollar mutuals, twenty-eight-dollar mutuals, and I'd be a little happier that Mister Huffman was had a horse in that night. Yeah. And you, you just you just came off a of Fall Stars weekend, and it's playing one of the biggest roles in the nation. Keeneland and Santa Anita last weekend, they had so many great races. Tell tell our listeners all about Fall Stars weekend and what it means to the Breeders' Cup. Well, uh, number one, I mean, that, I mean, every meet at Keeneland is is very strong, but this opening weekend card at Keeneland last Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. I mean, top to bottom, that 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 was as strong a card cards those three days as I, as I can remember at Keeneland. I've been there a long time, but you know, so many of the races, you know, have, you know, do have Breeders' Cup implications, and there were some strong, strong performances at Keeneland last weekend. One that caught my eye in the first lady stakes, four hundred thousand dollars a grade one mile on the turf was Diamond Drella Rajiv Marah. Uh, for Angel Penna, paying 720 and uh, won by three parts of a length, not just because I had a couple shackles aboard, but I believe Diamond Drella might have some special makings for the future. Oh, she's, she's certainly a nice filly, and the, the uh, IEH group of owners uh, purchased her literally less than a week before the race, so oh, I'm sure all of her you know, speed figures, rag numbers, buyer numbers, you're very strong because those guys, you know, the IEH people of Big Brown Frame, when they put up the money, they uh, to, to spend to, to buy these uh, Grade One type horses. I mean, they they are serious horses, or they wouldn't be going after them. So, you know, this sets her up perfect for the Breeders' Cup, and uh, I I actually like the the beaten favorite in that race, Forever Together. Uh, she won this race last year, and then won the Breeders' Cup. She was third this year. Um, I, 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 that's still, I still like her to, to, to go west and, and win the Breeders' Cup Ladies' Turf. Well, you're hearing it right here from Ben Huff and a man that puts everything together. That was Julian Le Peru aboard Forever Together, the beaten favor for Jonathan Shepard. You know, there's not a better place in the world than to actually prep aboard the uh, synthetic over the poly track at uh, Keeneland in Kentucky. I believe it's is a pro ride that they're going to be uh, working at at Santa Anita. That is correct. Pro Route at Santa Anita, Poly and Track at Keeneland. I, I believe, and from what, what I've heard other trainers say, you know, they, they come back, they're, they're tighter, they're ready, they're more fit, and they don't take the, the traditional pounding as they would have in some of the deep dirt tracks. That's exactly right. And so far, so good this meet at Keeneland. I mean, haven't heard a lot of complaints about the racetrack. That has been uh, an issue with some of the other synthetic tracks uh, the last year or so, but. Uh, Keelan's been playing fair, and, and uh, the trainers are saying uh, you can really get a horse fit running over the poly track at Keeneland. And I, I suspect some of the horses that raced at Keeneland last weekend are, are will run big at, uh, at Santa Anita next, in, in next month. 
I think it's going to be a whole lot of fun, especially we, we've got to see them. And at any time, I, I mentioned a couple of, uh, of a couple of rags that you can take a look at, Equidaily or the Pollock Report, and they actually have your website up there, and you have a lot of your races there on podcasts. They're easy to see, which makes it even doubly more delicious to go back and, and as you, you just talked about, forever together. Now, I know many of the listeners are going to go back and, you know, and just see uh, about Julian's uh, trip there you know, and kind of make a mental mark there. Then I'm going to switch up gears here real quick, and uh, no matter where you travel, you're seeing racing on a decline nationwide. Yeah. Using Kentucky as a model, how important, in your opinion, is alternative gaming to be passed for the survival of racing? Well, it's what's happening is with the lack of it in Kentucky right now is there's no circuit in Kentucky right now. Uh, we used to have a pretty good little circuit with Keeneland and Churchill, they're, they're always going to be there. They're a staple. But the, the anchor to the circuit was Ellis Park and Turfway Park. And it was a good place for people that would race at Keeneland and Churchill and maybe run second, third, fourth in the maiden special weights and allowances. They wouldn't win a lot. But when it came time for Ellis Park or Turfway, you know, the purses were still good, and they could convince their owners, let's stay here and, and win that condition or break that maiden at one of those tracks. Well, what's happening, those, those tracks are really, really struggling uh, because we've lost so many owners and horses to, to other states with alternative gaming. There's, a, there's no circuit in Kentucky, and uh, we used to have a really good Kentucky start circuit with those four racetracks, and I mean, it, as we speak, it, it, it's, it's no longer. I mean, Turfway and Ellis Park, are, they're really struggling. And uh, that, that's, the, that's the shame of it. Uh, we had a nice circuit, and right now that circuit is fractured really bad. Well, hopefully for the future we can, uh, we can mend that. I know it's not going to be an easy task or a wave of a wand. But even the sales at Keeneland have been topsy-turvy at times. Oh, it's been a, it was, it's been a rough year. Last year it was... Uh, it started the slide, and this year, you know, it's really down. These are tough times for uh, for our industry. There's no question about it. But I think we just got to ride the storm out and try to try to you know keep the owners in in the game that we have, and we still have to reach out and figure out a way to to, to get new owners in our business. Because as you know, Ed, I mean, there's there's nothing more exciting than you know, winning a race or winning a trifecta or superfecta and owning a horse, it's part of that. I mean, it really is an exciting game, and, and, and we've got to keep the owners we have, and uh, we need to get some new ones. Retention of the owners, I, I think, is predicated on, on having alternative gamings, which allow your pots and your or purses, per se, for them to stay, uh, I'm going to say, equal, and if not better, where they should be at Keeneland and on the Kentucky circuit overall with other points in the United States. And, you know, even outside of the United States, it's even getting tough as far as running at Woodbine, et cetera. I think we need that's, – that's to retain our current for – for the future, I think we need to better market and better promote our sport, as the NFL, the NBA, baseball does. Absolutely. I, I think that we. I think there's such a multifaceted attack that racing has to really lay out there. It's just not. We can't just say, "Well, hey, we need slot machines." I think we need to come together at a time where we need unity. We need to really come together and really just knuckle down on this as, as best we possibly can. You're absolutely right. There's no question, and. Um... You know, I don't know what's going to happen in Kentucky with, uh, you know, with the slots or anything, but, you know, we, we would like to be able to compete on a level playing field with the other jurisdictions that do have them. 
because we have, I mean, trust me, we have lost, um, we've lost a lot of, a lot of owners, a lot of outfits that are, you know, running these other tracks, these East Coast tracks and other racetracks with alternative gaming. And part of it is, be, number one, the purses are good there. And, you know, like I said, the, the circuit in Kentucky, Kentucky is now fractured. Each and every time I have the opportunity to bring up VLTs, I know that people are not tired of hearing it because racing's future is dependent upon this. Uh, and your good friend Tyler Picklesheimer, who's uh, integral in the, the, Keeneland, uh, the Keeneland Works, uh, he's been on as our special guest uh, from Colonial Downs and from Turfway Park, and we've had the exact same conversation. We have our fingers crossed for the state of Kentucky and many other states that are really needing to, uh, the, the hardworking horsemen that, that make it their life and they put on the show, that they need to be amply rewarded. Ben, I, I, I have one final question for you, and then I'm going to let you go to your, uh, your life to prepare for tomorrow. For the young student or fan who wants to start a career in racing, what words of advice would you give them to get started? Well, um, first of all, I guess if that per- particular person uh, likes working weekends and holidays... <laughs> <laughs> You're right there, my friend. I, I, I don't think we, we, we get Christmas and Easter. <laughs> Those are the two days we can, we can be at home. So if you like working holidays and, and weekends, but all in all, if you, if you love racing or love horses, love traveling, meeting people, it's definitely a, it's a, it's a cool sport to get involved in. But, you know, I don't know. Get a hold of it. It depends on if you want to work in the offices like I do or if you want to work on the back set backstretch starting to work with the horses you know find excuse me find someone you know like ed meyer who can introduce you to a certain trainer or a certain racing official and just you know make the phone calls get some phone numbers start calling trainers start calling racing officials and be persistent until somebody will find a spot for you whether it's on the backside walking or grooming horses or, or working in a racing office being a racing official taking entries and and whatnot um, just be persistent and, and find somebody that you know that knows somebody. That's kind of how it usually works. But well, as, as you alluded to, anyone that actually ever sends me an email or makes a call, I'll, I'll go to my knuckles bleed to get you in the game because I love it as you do, Ben. And starting off the way you do, that would be my two cents worth because you know everything from the shank to the, uh, to the finery in the office to knowing what's going on in racing to the man that uh, actually puts, it, puts the entire show together. I don't think there's a, a better education that, that could have ever been found, especially under the tutelage of your father, Blackie Huffman. I think you're very blessed in, in your start in the game. Ben, I'd like to thank you on behalf of Winning Ponies for taking your time away from your family to be with us, and especially on the, on the heels of a very long day at Keeneland, and you're right back in action tomorrow. First post time is? 1.05, I think. Yes, sir, it is. It is 1.05 because I have a, not a sickness, but I have a real affinity towards Keeneland. It is 1.05, and you know what? That, that is a racing secretary right there. He's more focused on getting the horses in. The wagering aspect he lets guys like uh, myself handle that. Ben, thanks so much for taking the time to be on Winning Ponies. It's been a, it's been a pleasure. It's been an honor. And uh, best to you and yours, and we'll see you in the winter circle soon, my friend. You're welcome, Ed, and thank you so much for the kind words. I really appreciate that. Anytime. Thank you, Ben. Have a good evening. Ben Huffman, Racing Secretary at Keeneland. Very good guy, as I always say that because it's always true because there's so many great people in the sport of racing. Time to head out to your break. We return. We're going to be talking a little bit of news about racing, and then we're going to be talking final furlong handicapping here on Winning Ponies. 
The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred. They need to bench his ass and then move oh, on. I just, and get I just ready. think that the coach made a mistake. Oh, crazy. <laughs> NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. I can take care of myself. I can make a peanut butter sandwich. I can brush my teeth and I can give myself a bath. I can walk home alone from school. I can pick dinner from the trash behind the deli. I can watch the baby for the whole weekend. I can keep a baseball bat by my bed just in case there's trouble. Don't worry about me. I can take care of myself. If you're in jail, who'll be there to take care of your family? Something to think about before committing a gun crime. Gun crimes hit home. This message brought to you by Project Safe Neighborhoods and the Ad Council. Can't make it to the track? You can still get all the action with WinningPonies.com, the home of Horstradamus, handicapper extraordinaire with the most accurate predictions on thoroughbreds, quarters, and Arabian horses at most American and Canadian tracks. Whether it be the Triple Crown, Breeders' Cup, Travers, Haskell, or your daily races, don't worry. Let WinningPonies.com make some money for you. There was this house that was almost saved from a fire that was almost put out by people who almost volunteered. As generous a nation as we are, sometimes instead of giving, we almost give. We almost come forward in times of need. Almost. But almost giving is the same as not giving at all. Don't almost give. Give. To find out how, check our website at don'talmostgive.org. A message from the Ad Council. The opening kickoff is a beauty. It's a fly ball deep right field. From high school to the pros, we, we cover everything. Let your voice be heard. Voice America Sports. You're tuned in to Winning Ponies with your host, Ed Meyer. Got a tip for us? Need a tip from us? If you want to talk with Ed or his guests, the phone lines are now open toll-free at 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or you can send an email to ed at winningponies.com. Now back to Winning Ponies with Ed Meyer. And welcome back once again to Winning Ponies. I'm Ed Meyer. Thank you for taking your time to join us. Winning Ponies really appreciates each and every time that you join in. Listen up, hear what we got to say. Special guest, Ben Huffman. I always say one of the nice guys because it is actually true. Ben is a real good fellow, and you can tell it just comes through his voice that he loves what he does. His father, Blackie Huffman, was an incredible trainer. He was really just one of those blue-collar. Every time he brought him over, he didn't have a stable of 500 horses, but when he brought him over, Blackie Huffman was dangerous in a grade one or claiming $4,000 race. He was equally as dangerous, and he tried as hard as he possibly could each and every time. It was a lot of fun betting on him. I mean, you know, from winning ponies, uh, we like to wager a little bit. And betting on Blackie Huffman, who's, he's, he's parted our ways and he's passed on, and uh, his, his void will always be felt in the, in the horse racing community in Kentucky. And, but uh, he leaves, uh, leaves some young boys behind uh, Ben Huffman quite a man in racing and uh, doing one hell of a job at Keeneland. 
All right, let's talk about a little bit of what's going on in the world of racing. You probably were reading about a little runner by the name of Sea the Stars. Sea the Stars, like ocean, S-E-A, Sea the Stars, who secured his place amongst racing's all-time greats when he powered his way to a thrilling two-length victory over Yuzamain in the Qatar Prix de l'Octotriomphe on October 4. He's been retired to stud. Just when we thought the winner of the arc was coming over and going to tear him apart in the Breeders' Cup, the announcement that the three-year-old son of Cape Cross will not go to the Breeders' Cup grade one was made before 1 o'clock in Ireland by trainer John Ox. It's been decided after discussions with Mr. Chris Pursuit, the horse's owner, that see the stars will not take part in the Breeders' Cup at Santa Anita. On November 7th, Ox said he's had a long season and has been in regular fast work from March 3rd in his final workout on, August, on October 2nd. He's been in intensive training for seven months with only a three-week break in the Eclipse Stakes in, in England at the beginning of July. You know what? We're not going to be able to see, see the stars. I would have liked to. But kudos to John Ox. I'm not going to second-guess him whatsoever. He knows what's best for the runner. And good luck in a breeding shed, because I think we're going to see plenty of see the star babies for years to come. In the Saratogian, Saratoga Springs, New York, uh, Veach on Racing, Zenyatta closes in on history. Let me lay a little something on you. Will she catch the immortal Colin, the wonderful Zenyatta, having equal personal ensigns, unbeaten record of 13 wins last weekend in the Lady Secret Stakes, is now just two races short of tying the American standard for the unbeaten champion? Colin was born in 1905, raced 12 races as a, won 12 races as a two-year-old. Incredible runner there. Zenyatta's 14th start will come in the Breeders' Cup on November 7th in Santa Anita, where she's won five races on the Pro Ride Synthetic Surface. Indeed. To this point in her career, she's captured seven grade ones, four grade twos, covering 23 months from November 22nd, 2007 to October 10th, 2009. She's had one victory on the dirt. That coming in the grade one apple blossom at Oaklawn Park in 2008. Her trainer is John Sheriffs, who also conditioned Kentucky Derby winner Giacomo and multiple grade one winner Manistique. Zenyatta, who's yet to face the males in her career, has won from distances from six and a half to nine panels. This gal can flat out get it done, and she loves California. Now, there was a lot of hubbub going on. You know, as, as fans, we wanted to see Zenyatta and we want to see Rachel Alexander throw it down. But you know what? It's not going to happen this year. Rachel's been put up for the year, and we'll be back next year, which is a great thing. Great thing for racing, because we need all the superstars we can actually find. Been a whole lot of fun. Good luck, Zenyatta, because, girl, i like to see you tear them wide apart. And it's coming soon to San Anita. ESPN, it's the surface, stupid. you got to read that one. That's a real good one. Anyway, it is time to head a true break. When we return, we're going to be talking some final furlong handicapping. And you're only going to get the winners if you stay tuned here on Winning Pony. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. The following commercial is sponsored by FeedThePig.org, an organization devoted to helping you save money. We will not entice you with messages like... 
highest prices in town. Dealer approved, certified pre-owned. Nor will we brag about our huge selection, enormous variety. We will offer no contingencies like see store for details. Legal exclusions apply. Because we simply want to help you spend smarter and save better. Log on to feedthepig.org. Find the benefits of saving for every stage of life. Brought to you by the American Institute of Certified Public Accountants and the Ad Council. Can't make it to the track? You can still get all the action with winningponies.com, the home of Horstradamus, handicapper extraordinaire with the most accurate predictions on thoroughbreds, quarters, and Arabian horses at most American and Canadian tracks. Whether it be the Triple Crown, Breeders' Cup, Travers, Haskell, or your daily races, don't worry. Let winningponies.com make some money for you. Hi, my name is Joanne, and I have mannequinism. Well, I did have it, but I'm not a mannequin anymore. Doctors said over 75% of my body turned into plastic. They said it's because I wasn't active in my community, because I didn't vote or volunteer or I don't know. All I wanted to do was cry, but I couldn't because I had plastic eyes. Protect yourself from mannequinism. Log on to fightmannequinism.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council. From high school to the pros, we, we cover everything. Let your voice be heard. Voice America Sports. You're tuned in to Winning Ponies with your host, Ed Meyer. Got a tip for us? Need a tip from us? If you want to talk with Ed or his guests, the phone lines are now open toll-free at 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or you can send an email to ed at winningponies.com. Now back to Winning Ponies with Ed Meyer. And welcome back once again to Winning Ponies. I'm Ed Meyer. This is Final Furlough Handicapping. That's where winners are coming your way. And speaking of a winner, got a very good friend of mine, and this guy is one heck of a handicapper, James Williams, a.k.a. the Cincinnati Kid. Kid, are you on board? Yeah, I'm here, Eddie. How you doing? I'm doing great, James. James, thanks for the call, my man. I appreciate it. And I know you got some winners locked and loaded for us, buddy. If ever I can dig up one, I always try to call in. That's my man. That is that is James for you. I'm telling you what, longtime handicapper for Beulah Park. Anytime you saw a scroll down at the bottom of the page, it is James Williams. Hopefully he'll be going on to bigger and better things. If Beulah is smart enough to retain him on a long-term contract, but who knows, this guy might be at Naira before it's all over. <laughs> we never know. It might be. <laughs> it might be, my man. James, lay some winners on this, and I'll shut my mouth, and I'll write them down. Okay, I'm going to take you to on Saturday at Keeneland to race number seven, the, the Prairieville here. I actually like the one, El Brujo, on the rail. Robbie Alvarado gets aboard today. This thing just loves synthetic surfaces. All five of his wins coming on synthetic, four of them at Woodbine. Proved he didn't have to take his synthetic surface with him in that win at Turfway last time out. Five to two, I think, might be a steal on El Brujo race seven on Saturday. That was a big win, the Kentucky Cup Sprint. I believe Garrett Gomez had five. I believe it was five that day. Actually, 10 for 12 on the uh, on the all-weather. This three-year-old Gelly McCandy ride looks good, James. Yeah, I really like this thing a lot. I liked it last time in the sprint, and I think stepping up here to seven furlong will be right up his alley. Who else do we got? That's the Perryville. We like El Brujo. Where do we go from there? And then we're going to Woodbine. We're going up for race nine, the E.P. Taylor Stakes. 
I know I sound like a bit of a chalk-eating weasel here, but I love this <laughs> this uh, two-year, this three-year-old filly, Rainbow View, in here for Augustine Stables. Julian Le Peru picks up the mount. Just won a Grade One at Leopardstown in Ireland last time out. I remember watching a couple of her races from Newmarket as a two-year-old. She just was just impressive. Had trouble getting on form early in the season, but she seems to be rounding into form now. If you get eight to five, you should be running to the windows for that price. Bet early and bet often is a uh, say when you like them. If there's going to be chalk-eating weasels, you're going to hear another one talking on the other end of this phone because I love Rainbow View, too. Uh, and take a look at those time form ratings. My goodness, those Ooh. are smokers there for this real filly. 121, 117 breaks up there with some of the best in the world right now. That's the way we gauge the European runners and uh, like to keep up on them. Kid, thanks for the call. Appreciate it. We're pressed and we got to get it in. But, James, anytime you have a winner, please give us a call, would you? Uh, no problem, Ed. Thanks for having me on. Thank you for calling. Cincinnati right. kid, always chock full of winners. And once again, another nice guy in racing. See, you're not meeting any bad guys in this game because this game's all about having a whole lot of fun. All right, let's do some final furlong handicapping here. We've got a little bit of time. I believe we've got about six and a half, seven minutes. And you know what? I think it's just enough time. We're going to start in the fifth race at Keeneland on Saturday, and we're going to go a mile and a 16th. Remember, they've got two finish lines, and that is the shorter finish line. I'm going to go with a six. That's Artis and Robbie Alvarado for Michael Matz. Coming from Philly Park, where they ran on the turf, but now they're going to run on the poly. But take a look back on April 16th, breaking her maiden on the poly by a dirty nose. I think Artisan looks really good. Heavily bet last time out in the fifth race at Keeneland. Go with the six, Artisan and Robbie Alvarado. Race number six at Keeneland, a mile and a sixteenth on the turf. Should have asked Ben Huffman if, we, uh, if he can control the weather for us because it's been a little bit damp down there in uh, Lexington Town, and actually they took the uh, races off the turf yesterday and today. Tomorrow they have a very nice race indeed. But on Saturday, in the sixth race, a mile 16th on the turf, I love the seven in this race. That's my baby, baby, Robbie Alvarado again for Kenny McPeak. McPeak's winning 18%, one for two in the money at Keeneland. This four-year-old filly by Bernstein here. Really looks good. Making a third start off a layoff for McPeak is a 46% in the money man. My baby, baby, in the sixth race at Keeneland. On to race number seven, the Perryville. The kid was talking about El Brujo. El Brujo needs a little bit of a little bit of a nod, but the only way to make the kid win is if I don't play his horse. I'm going to take his greatness. Alex Solis for Marco Salazar also ran a beautiful race against El Brujo in the Kentucky Cup Sprint. Going to go from six panels to seven panels. I think that is the answer for this three-year-old Colt by honor and glory. His greatness in the Perryville race number seven at Keeneland. On to race number eight. It's a maiden race, seven furlongs. I like the one cactus Cadillac. Good friend of mine, Danny Moo, loves Cactus Ridge on the poly track. He's turned me on. Cactus Ridge by Hennessy here. Absolutely should just relish the poly track down there. All Cactus Ridge horses are just devouring the synthetic service. I'm going to have to put this to a little bit of a test and really start uh, taking a look. If you look at that last race on September 26th at uh, Turfway Park going, uh, going six panels, they ran 11-2. and two. Coming out of the 12-hole run second by a nose of Robbie Alvarado, Miguel Mena, in the saddle for David Pate, who's a very nice Kentucky trainer in his own right. And the rail post is winning at a 19% clip. 
Race number eight, I'll take the one, Cactus Cadillac. And then we're going to go to race number nine, the mile and eighth, Queen Elizabeth II Challenge Cup. And here we're going to mile and eighth on the turf. I love it. You get your money's worth, and you're going to get a big winner here. Gossip Girl, Kent DeSormo, and Tom Albatroni teaming up together. And actually seven starts, five of which are winners on the turf. That last race, steadied and clipped heels, that's putting it mildly. They about dropped her, I mean, multiple times. I think Gossip Girl gives them all something to talk about in the Queen Elizabeth II Challenge Cup in the ninth race at Keeneland. On Oak Tree, which is Santa Anita, and that's race number six, six and a half furlongs on the turf. I like the nine horse here. Once upon a gross, once upon a grace, Joel Rosario for Ben Cecil stretching out. I think once upon a grace will come rolling in the sixth at Santa Anita. On to race number eight of Santa Anita, the Senator Ken Matty handicap, a grade three event. I like the two, gotta have her. Tyler Bays in the irons for Janine Shahadi. Listen to this, eight starts and seven of which are in the money. You talk about a horse for a course or a gal for the course, this five-year-old male by Royal Academy. Gotta have her in the Ken Matty in the eighth at Santa Anita. Then on to Woodbine, the kids said that it's going to be a good weekend. Eighth race is in the Arctic, a grade two event, six furlongs on the turf. I like some runners here, and I like them up north of the border. That is the nine heroes reward. J.J. Castellano for Dale Capano, four for five at Woodbine. And if you take a look at the PPs, J.J. Castellano was aboard the seven-year-old Geldings just about every time. I say hero's reward gets a hero's welcome in the winner's circle. Then we go on to race number nine at Woodbine, the E.P. Taylor, a mile and a quarter in this grade one event on the weeds. The kid talked about Rainbow View. I'm going to say Rainbow View as well. Julian Le Peru for John Gosden. First time Lasix. Yep, you're hearing it right. First time Lasix. To me, that means the world. Come back. Three races back in her history. Running against Goldakova. Goldakova, yes, a Breeders' Cup quality Goldakova. Was two to one against Goldakova. Rainbow View, I see you being the pot of gold at the end of the rainbow. Is Julian Leperu for John Gosden. And then we wrap up with race number 10 of Woodbine, the Canadian International Grade 1. <laughs> this is better than better the century. The one, Champs-Élysées, four to one. Garrett Gomez and Bobby Frankel made a middle move last time out. It says closed off and checked its start. How about beating to death, put in a meat grinder, and left in these stalls? Champs-Élysées will just eat them alive. Coming out of the one hole, four, or excuse me, five for five at Woodbine. you got to love that. This is going to be my big hammer money play of the week. I'll tell you what, it's either going to be bologna or steak. And this week, in the 10th at Woodbine, a mile and a half on the turf, the Canadian International, Champs-Élysées. If I could get 4-1 to and lock it in, I would do it now. And as the kid said, bet early, bet often. And I was really impressed with, uh, with, with, you know, with Champs-Élysées last time out, especially it says closed off and checked his start. And that's putting it kindly. I'm just going to say royally beaten down bad. Well, time flies when you're talking about thoroughbred racing. Winning Ponies would like to thank our special guest of the week, Mr. Ben Huffman, one of racing's nice guys down at Keeneland, for being our special guest. And the Cincinnati kid, James Williams, for giving us a call in, giving us a couple winners, and you for tuning in. And until next week, when we'll be tuned back here, 
Same place, same time. Our special guest will be trainer Neil Howard. So until then, may your winners be many and your photos be few, everyone. Good luck and good night. Thanks for listening to Winning Ponies with Ed Meyer. We know the information from today's show will help you at the next post. Keep listening for more next Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Network. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.